If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to the Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted. What can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Welcome to the Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, here with my amazing co-host, Alex Terranova, for our very first episode. Alex, how's it going today? I feel like you called me your ho-host, like it's ho-ho-ho, like for Christmas. (laughs) Did I? I don't know, but it's good, and I love it. We're not editing that out. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you said it or I just heard it, Um, but like I just threw out, you know, that it's like around where we're recording this in December, which is... um, so it was like perfect timing. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, if we had recorded this in July, it would have been like, <laughs> all right, we got to recut that. Um, I'm great. And I love that we're creating this. And it's pretty, it's pretty wild to think, you just brought it up before we hit record, but this whole thing is like a year and this is almost exactly a year in the making. I know. I was out in California visiting you in San Diego and starting our recording for what we thought was going to be our 2020 documentary project. And here we are a year later, never could have predicted the number of things that happened this year and all of that. But man, I'm glad that we found a way to kind of alchemize that into something else and that we we've been able to shift it into a project that can still come to fruition during the year 2020. And remember when we were like worried about like, Oh, it's going to be too cold at Mount Shasta or it's going to be too hot. Or can we find people that like, we had all these circumstances and problems that we were trying to figure out and work through so we could film this for the beginning parts of the documentary up in Mount Shasta, California. And like none of that mattered. Like all the things that we were concerned, everything that we possibly could have been concerned with or upset got like wiped off the table and there only became one issue that made it so it was basically impossible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess that just goes once again to prove that you should always just live in the moment and not worry about the future. (laughs) Well, and to the effect of like, 
look, we had a plan and we were trying to figure out all the obstacles of the plan. And the thing that we, I think we all try to refuse about life is that we can like control this. Like we've, we've created a world and a society that we've managed to put so many like guardrails in place that it feels like we have control until that hurricane or tornado or whatever comes or someone gets sick or gets hit by a car. But for the most part, for most of us, we feel like we have those guardrails on in 2020, you know, God, mother nature, earth, whatever you believe in, you know, Ricky (laughs) uh, stripped us of all those guardrails. It just like literally pulled them off and was like, have fun kids. Um, And I think the cool thing is, and I, and it's not, this is not exactly what this podcast is about, but I I just want to say, because I think it's pretty awesome, is that yes, our plan didn't go, but then we decided, well, how do we reinvent? Okay, you pulled the guardrails off. Now what? And you came up with this idea to do basically a podcast version. And we started talking about this and I'm all about this. So thanks for, um, thanks for like pivoting during a year when everybody needs to be pivoting and readjusting and create creating new and different things. Yeah, you know, I think we still held on to the idea that this wasn't going to be a long term thing. Um, you know, when the pandemic started, and I still had hopes for our our project being able to be revived at some point this year, um, but. Those, like you said, those are things we couldn't control. The guardrails were ripped off. So here we are. Um, so for those of you that are that are listening, Alex and I, well, we we did a lot of coaching with each other over the year last year. And I don't remember how we got to the point that you asked me what the biggest project was that I wanted to do that lit me up and made me so excited, but that I was really scared of. And this was it. I was like, I want to do this documentary project. I want to travel around the world to all of the earth chakra locations. So just like we have seven chakra points or meridian, they're also called meridians in um, you know, Chinese medicine and acupuncture. We have these seven key energy points in our body called the, the chakras. And I had gone on this nerdy rabbit trail of the internet and discovered all of this really cool information at one point that I continue to study over the years about the earth chakra locations and the energy of the earth, the electromagnetic field of the earth, the fact that then we as humans also have our own electromagnetic field, that there is an energetic or electrical pulse in literally everything. And that, you know, these, just how all of these specific megalithic sites around the world, that this energy was particularly strong. And they were kind of mapped out on a grid that looked like this giant um, infinity mark. And so I was like, I want to travel around and just explore open-ended, dig into what makes these places, what they are, you know, that one was Stonehenge, the pyramids, Mount Shasta is the home of the uh, the root chakra. Uh, so that was where we were going to start and we were going to, you know, move through and interview people and explore the areas and get to know, um, you know, what, what makes them so special. And yeah, so that was what kind of got side railed, but now here we are going to be talking about and diving into all of this cool energy stuff, interviewing experts on Zoom, <laughs> right in line with year 20. And I was like, wait, people live under the mountains in Mount Shasta? Like there's- Oh yeah, the human, Lemurians. There's, there's Lemurians. <laughs> you know, for me, I remember, I remember that first 
that conversation we had. And like you said, we were supporting each other. So like we're friends, we're colleagues. You were supporting me with a lot of like, I want to say spiritual, um, like I have trouble with visualization and you were supporting me with like meditations to help me visualize and manifest and things like that. And, and actually allow, allow things, allow like receiving and right. These are, these are actually all the unseen things in our world. And, and your I intuition, help- your third eye mm-hmm. and the pineal gland. We remember talking about all that. Totally. Yeah. We did a, we did a, a rape ceremony in Joshua tree uh, when you were out here a year ago. And like, that was all about like our third eye and we all cried like little babies. That was pretty amazing. Um, and people get to listen to that. People actually get to listen to that ups that episode. But um, and then I was supporting you with like the grounded kind of like, hey, how do we get you into like some accountability, some actions, some like hard pressed things that you wanted results on that were kind of more in that like seen seen level of humanity. And. I think that's what what made it fun and made it work is we just look at things from two different places. And when we went out to Joshua Tree and created some content to start, this happened last year before we, before Shasta, I started learning all these things and just getting really into it. Like it was, it was fun. Like I'm learning things that, look, some of the things I'm really honest, some of the stuff that I don't know if I believe it or and some of it, I'm like, I absolutely can, I can get it beyond the fact that I can't see it or feel it or touch it or taste it. And some of it, I think it doesn't matter. It's like, if it, sometimes that you'll, I've heard a doctor say, Hey, if you ring bells above their head and they feel better then ring bells above their head, like it doesn't make a difference if it actually produces the results. And that's what I've found with a lot of these things that you've introduced me to, um, is while I don't necessarily understand all the like dynamics of how they work, I see the results of them working. And then I'm like, Ooh, I want to know more. And then I, it's like that rabbit hole where I'm just like, tell me more, tell me more. Um, what do we, what do we want people to know about this project? Like I know where, where you just shared what like the, the sacred ley lines and earth chakras are, but what about things like frequency and water, um, EMFs and technology? Like, where are we going? Well, I guess in, you know, our health is, is our wealth, right? If we don't have our health, we have nothing. And that's been one of my little slogans all along. But this year, it again, it put a giant spotlight on our, our health and our ability to be healthy and um, for our body's ability to fight off disease and to stay strong. And um, that was the main reason I got into this stuff. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I had a, t- I'm a 10 years into a battle with Lyme disease. I've luckily been able to put most of my symptoms into remission using all of these incredible tools for healing and, um, you know, mind, body, spiritual well-being that I've, I've learned in studies and travels across India and Nepal and Sri Lanka and Tibet and um, Spain and Europe and Morocco and different really incredible places that I've, I've studied and, and dug into the natural, um, you know, traditional ancient roots to how to heal and how to keep our minds and bodies strong and healthy. Um, so that's one part, uh, but also just, you know, 
teaching people or showing them how powerful they are and how much there is out there that we do have control over. You know, so we kind of started this conversation of the guardrails were ripped off. We realized how little control we have in life, in the world. Um, but what these practices and this knowledge, this ancient wisdom has taught me is that our, our own intention carries so much power and that there is absolutely so much that we can be doing to build ourselves up and to um, reach our maximum individual power and human potential and our maximum individual uh, health and vibrancy and ability to navigate stressful situations, ability to navigate the storms and bring ourselves back to a place of feeling good and feeling like we have what it takes to handle whatever is next. Um, and there's just so much that we have to learn from all of this rich ancient wisdom. And again, just like you were saying, Alex, like it can open our eyes just to different ways of being and, and um, in the world and adds some richness to our lives. So... I'd love yeah, to hear we, what you think. Well, I think it's I think it's really powerful for people in westernized societies to take this stuff in. I mean, I'm a pro, we're both products of westernized society and it's not this isn't a criticism or good or bad. It's simply a different. Like the all those places you listed are are much much older historically um than just the western cultures are and specifically like the United States culture. Um Yeah, we forget but, how much of a baby yeah. country we are. And, and even, but even if we go back, right, even westernized cultures is, are still more, are younger than like Asian or Middle Eastern or African. Like there's all these like cultures that existed long before. And, um, and obviously like Western culture evolved out of like ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia and all these things. But along the way, a lot of these, these kind of things that you're talking about were lost or disregarded. And I think that for me, the power is in like, hey, how do we get like the full kind of like get to use both of our hands? Like the westernized is like one hand and the, and the ancient is like the other. And in, in the West, we use one hand and we like ignore that we have this other hand with, and let's just say like, let's use like traditional medicine. You know, when you go to a doctor in the US, it's kind of like if they don't have like scientific evidence that proves something that's like the only way that they work. And that's fine. That, that solved a lot of problems. And there's all these techniques that are like more of like the unseen types of healing modalities. Doesn't mean they're not real. They're just not as like, you can't show the formula on a piece of paper, which if, if people are like, well, then it's not real. It's like, okay, well, the sun goes away every day and you can't see it. It doesn't mean it's not there. You just can't see it. When you hold up your hand, you can't see the other side of it. It doesn't mean it's not there. Your senses just aren't able to actually see those things. And I think a lot of the ancient ancient um, things, that's what I've gotten is like they bring in these things that simply like we don't have the senses for, like our five senses don't extend. Um, and it adds another hand. And that's like, so now we have two hands. It's like so much more powerful. Exactly. I love that way of looking at it. And I, I totally agree. They have to, they have to work together and they can, um, and using, you know, it made me think of our conversations around technology. So we have, we meet with a couple of different people related to technology and, um, you know, the electricity components. And, you know, in the modern world, we have 
you know, we're not going, technology isn't going anywhere. We're continuing to progress and move forward and it continues to play a bigger and bigger role in our lives. But then there are a lot of people and critics of technology that say, you know, it's damaging our brains and it's damaging, um, you know, it's low level radiation and there are all these negative impacts of technology. Um, But again, it's not like technology is going to just disappear. It's, it's too much. I mean, let's be honest. It's too much of a moneymaker. It's too much of a, you know, it's too convenient. It creates too much ease of being in society. Nobody really wants it to go away. Um, But that's why it's great to be able to have the kinds of conversations that we've had in this podcast, um, you know, like with Eric and Lance about the the ways that we can um, make technology, you know, benefit us more, the way we can use it to our advantage and the way we can protect ourselves from the harmful impacts that it might have. Um, And then from a mindfulness and meditation perspective, you know, we talk about having boundaries with the way you use technology and things like that. Um, so I, I totally love what you're, you know, that example about like the two hands and bringing them together to, to work together so that we can have, um, a better chance at ultimate health and and happiness and all of those things, ease of being, all of those things that people really want in life. The thing I was just thinking was, and we do this already, like as a society, you know, we have things like acupuncture, which is ancient Chinese medicine. And, and we've totally brought this into westernized society. And yet it's maybe not, it might not be as much as like your general practitioner or whatnot. But um, we have already done this and we're kind of taking a leap further. So let's just give people an idea. I, want, I would love to just kind of rapid fire you and like let you give people like a really quick like, hey, these are things we're going to talk about and you can tell people what they are if they don't know. So like what is... In a, again, in a bite size, what's the Emoto experiment? Uh, uh, so Dr. Emoto, um, back in Japan, um, had done a really cool water experiment where they took water molecules and they, they, they spoke different types of words to them and they exposed them to different types of frequencies, um, heavy metal music versus really calming, like classical music. Um, angry words, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, versus I love you, I love you, I love you, these kinds of things. Uh, And what they found was that it changed the shape of the water molecule. And when you spoke positive words or exposed them to positive types of music, the water molecules shifted into beautiful snowflake-like patterns. I mean, just beautiful, like crystalline, delicate, detailed shapes. On the negative side, they turned into ugly, misformed, you know, deformed, weird looking, darker. They collected like cloudiness. And um, again, it completely shifted the shape of the water molecule. Well, since we're made of about 60% water, um, this is something really important to understand how the things that we surround ourselves with are actually shifting us in the physical. So that's something that we dive into with some of our guests and we'll continue to explore through the show. And I'm super excited about it because it's a really, again, just a powerful concept. And then what would you, give me like a one sentence liner for like, what's, what, what is sound healing and what does it do? One quick rapid fire. Oh, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, let's go, go for it. Try something that's different. See, this is my job here. Try something that's different. <laughs> When it's using the power of sound and resonant vibration, interacting with the frequency of our own bodies to promote 
stress relief and healing. Nice. Perfect. So you did it. I th- and I think the thing is, it's like, I think I'll, we all realize like, right, if we put all of our, if we put things under a microscope and drill down, like if you look at a human being, right, we see cells, we see like atoms, like you eventually get to like the, the essentially just the molecules of life, right? Protons, neutrons, electrons, whether you look at a box, whether you look at your bed sheets, whether you look at a computer, whether you look at us, ultimately you'll drill down to those things. And I think a lot of this stuff, that's what it reminds me of is like the power of sound is simply influencing the way energy moves. And if we change the way energy moves, then you change the way things show up or perform or exist or survive and whatnot. Um, Okay, wait, we got, before we go, because it's a it's a really good joke within us. We got to talk about Schumann's Renaissance because I didn't learn about this in school. Um, and let's be clear, I know that's not what it is, but will you tell us what it is? Schumann Resonance. Uh, yes. So it's essentially the global electromagnetic resonance or the, the frequency of the earth itself, which is important because when we're out of sync with the earth's frequency, we ourselves can become out of sync and experience discomfort. And we're going to hit on things like Ayurveda, Reiki, shamanism, Chinese medicine, psychedelics, energy of food, biophotons, crystals, like everything, right? I mean, we might even get into like ancient geometries and why the pyramids got built, like all just pretty much like Yeah, definitely Definitely sacred geometry and some into the, the megalithic sites and all of the other things that you just mentioned. Um, and anything else that comes our way, I'm definitely going to encourage our listeners to you know, suggest topics that we can investigate and explore as well. Maybe there's things we don't even know about, Alex. I mean, all of these things I don't know about, right? I'm just learning that I didn't miss a renaissance. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's um, ever going to be my favorite. <laughs> I think that's, I think it's a great point to like, maybe we can leave. Like if you're, as you're listening to this podcast, if you hear something you want to know more about, it's great to just reach out to us and let us know, Hey, can we, you didn't go deep enough. We do want to keep these podcast episodes. Like these are topics people make full documentaries like ours and study for years. And we're trying to pack them into about 30 less than 40 minutes for sure each episode because we know everybody is out there living like really busy lives and people have a lot of podcasts and things they listen to. But if you do want more of something that we give you or we're not giving you something that you want, like reach out to us, email us, message us on social media, but let us know and and we'll do that. Um, We're having so much fun with this. We want it to be valuable. We don't only want to learn for ourselves, but we are really here to provide value to everyone that's listening. Yeah. And support all of you as well. I have personally learned so much. Um, Our guests have been incredible and I'm really excited to share all of these episodes with all of you. Is there anything anyone, everyone needs to know before we, we, you know? Yeah. One last thing. Why are you here, Alex? We didn't get to hear your story. Why are you doing this with me? Why am I here? I'm a recovering asshole. Um, (laughs) And what does that mean? It means that uh, I said to somebody the other day, I was like, look, I wasn't like a horrible person. I wasn't like hurting people or bullying people or, but I lived, I was somebody that up until I was about 32 years old, lived like essentially 
exclusively from my ego. We had a really committed relationship and I was extremely vain and really judgmental. And ultimately, I got really lucky and had this really incredible awakening moment and it didn't have to happen with like a car accident or a disease or losing someone. I just got really lucky and it was kind of like I got smacked in the face and I decided that the way I was living wasn't going to work for me. And we were talking about like all the negative, like, you know, all those things I just said, the ego, the vanity, the judgments, while they, I was projecting them all outwards, they were all like reflecting right back at me. And I was the most unhappy, most miserable but I was so kind of had horse blinders on to like what success and achievement and all these things. Like I didn't even realize it. And when I kind of got like, like woken up, it was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, this doesn't work. And, uh, in the process of learning yoga and meditation and becoming an, a, a certified ontological coach, um, and doing crazy things like hape experiments and sound healings and reading 200 books over the last six years, I've transformed my life. I also doing therapy and my own, having my own coach, like I've totally transformed my life and we got to meet um, and build this friendship and all this stuff that you've, a lot of these things you've introduced me to, I just am like fascinated by. And I think that one of the reasons that I was able to break out of that, that cloud I was in was because I opened myself up to things I didn't know. And so I'm extraordinarily committed to continue to open myself up to things I don't know, whether I believe them or not, or wherever we go, who knows. But it's the, I, I really recognize it's, you know, what you know, listeners, what you know is like a tenth or a one one hundredth of all that there is. And even if you learn every day, you're still going to only have like a fraction of all there is. But with every new thing that we take in, it's like expansion. There's new, with every new thing you take in, there's new possibilities that arise. And I love that. I like love the idea that anything can happen and there's possibilities, but it's up to us to be able to like see them. And what makes us be able to see them is to get out of kind of our own way and our own like limited, that horse blinder mentality. So I'm here because. I want to have fun. I have to keep you in like the human level. You know, you're trying to pull me up and I'm trying to pull you down and somewhere we find a nice balance. I know, but now you're taking like virtual intuition classes in India and things like that. So who knows? And, Maybe and someday and I'm going to be the grounded one. I know. And asking you about dream catchers and like, where do I get like <laughs> oils to like, you know, this crazy stuff. You've I love it. My, it's You've ruined me. <laughs> No, it's added so much good. I mean, personally, someone, I mean, people, many people taught me these things. You know, at one point I didn't know any of this. Um, it's been around a 10, 10, 12 year journey down the rabbit hole for me. So I'm excited and it's taken my life into some incredible places. I, um, am so incredibly grateful. And like you said, it just keeps expanding and opening new doors and creating new ways and of being and new possibilities. So listeners, imagine what it could do for you. I hope you'll come join us for the ride and, and tune in for all of the episodes. And please share you know, this episode or the podcast with somebody that needs to hear it. There's somebody in your life that this, maybe, you know, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone else that this would be like a game changer for. If somebody hadn't introduced some of these things to me, my life would be very different. And I'm super grateful for people that were like, hey, check this thing out or come into this store or read this book. So please, you have the opportunity to be that for someone else and, and you can easily change someone's life. So thanks. Thanks for, ta thanks for letting me partner with you on this podcast. And um, 
I'm excited. You know, by the end of this thing, hopefully I'll be like floating on a yoga mat over a, like a little, you know, candle pyramid that I manifested out of my mind. Yeah. I mean, you can be anything you imagine, man. (laughs) We'll see you all later. Put that in your dream catcher. (laughs) All right. See you everyone. We'll see you in the show. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.